Matthew chapter 8. We're going to read verses 14 through 17. I'm sure some of you guys have probably experienced before as you were reading God's Word that a verse or a phrase or something just kind of jumps out to you. And something maybe that had never jumped out to you before, but in that moment, it's just something about it that catches your attention. And that was the case uh, when I was reading uh, through this chapter yesterday. Uh, and, and this one verse, for whatever reason, just kind of jumped out to me. And so that's what we're going we're gonna to talk about tonight. But we'll read through these verses, then we'll pray. Matthew chapter 8, verses 14 through 17. When Jesus went into Peter's house, he saw his mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. So he touched her hand, and the fever left her. Then she got up and began to serve him. When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. He drove out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, so that what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. He himself took our weaknesses and carried our diseases. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you this, this night, and I thank you for these words, and I pray that we would, that we would have the same heart as, as Peter's wife here. God, as she was healed, that, that, that she began to serve, dear Lord, and that as we are healed, God, that we would just hear this simple message and, and tonight, and that we would do the same, God, in our healing and the healing that you bring to us spiritually and physically sometimes, dear Lord, that we, that we ourselves serve you, God, when we have been healed by you. And we just thank you for these words, and I pray that your words would speak to us tonight. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. Now, Jesus did many healings in his ministry. Uh, he healed many different people, some who were uh, extremely sick with, with some severe diseases and things going on, even raising people from the dead. So Jesus could do anything that he wanted to do. But in this instance, in this story, we don't see a dramatic healing, a, a someone who is, who is suffering from a lifelong disease. It says that uh, Peter's wife here had a fever or excuse me, Peter's mother-in-law here, had a fever. Now, it could have been she had a fever as the result of some serious illness, but as I read that, to me, it just seems like maybe there was a sickness going on, maybe nothing major, maybe it was, we don't know, but either way, she had a fever, and that's all that the text tells us. And Jesus, seeing that Peter's mother-in-law had a fever, he touched her, and she was healed. And upon Jesus healing Peter's mother-in-law, it says that she got up and she began to serve Jesus. And when I read those verses, just that simple idea of what we are called to, and that is Jesus heals us, and just like he healed Peter's mother-in-law and she began to serve, so when Jesus heals us, we too should begin to serve. We are healed to serve. Now, some of you may say, well, well, we can't serve Jesus in the same way that she did because we don't have Jesus here with us. We can't wash Jesus' feet or we can't prepare a meal for him or we can't provide for Jesus' needs because he is in heaven on the throne with the Father. So how can we serve Jesus if Jesus is not here for us to serve him? Well, Matthew, I believe, gives us the answer to that in Matthew 25. You can turn there if you would like to. 
If not, just listen carefully. Matthew 25, just the last few verses. I would encourage you to go back and read the whole story starting in verse 31 so you can get some context if you would like to know what's going on. But we'll skip down here to verse 37, Matthew 25, verse 37. And this is Jesus speaking here. And he's speaking of the day that's going to come when the righteous will be spared and the wicked will be judged. And he says in verse 37, Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or without clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick, or in prison, and visit you? And the king will answer them, I assure you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. Now, we may say, well, how can we serve Jesus if he's not here? We serve Jesus by serving those who are in need. And Brother Sidney, it's is, is good to do uh, the Christmas story for us. And it kind of spells this very idea out that uh, Conrad, as he was waiting on the Lord to come so that he could serve the Lord when the Lord came in, and all day Conrad waited and the Lord never came, but finally the Lord said, I did come. And it was through a series of people who had a series of need, and Conrad served those people. That's exactly what Jesus is talking about here. He's saying that Jesus, uh, when we have those that we can serve that have a need, Jesus says that we are serving Him. We may not have Jesus in the flesh to serve, but we do have plenty of people around us, plenty of needs around us of those that we can serve and that we can do so in the name of Jesus Christ. Just as Peter's mother-in-law was healed and began to serve, so we as Christians need to begin to serve as we are healed. Now, Jesus was talking about a, a physical healing that was taking place. That's what we see here uh, in Matthew chapter 8. And sometimes we are indeed healed physically. I would say that probably all of us in here at some point in time have prayed for God to heal us or prayed for someone else to be healed, and we see that healing take place. And we just know without a shadow of a doubt that that was the Lord that did that healing, either in our life or someone else's. But, but on a bigger picture, Jesus has healed us not just for on occasion of our physical illnesses, but Jesus, more importantly, has healed us of our spiritual sickness. We are all spiritually sick. We are all sinners in need of a Savior. And it is Jesus who heals us of our sins. It is Jesus who brings healing into our life when we come to Him and ask Him for forgiveness. The Bible would say, by His wounds or by His stripes, we are healed. Again, I think that could apply both physically and spiritually. But as we are healed by Jesus spiritually, by Him cleansing our sins, then shouldn't, shouldn't we have the desire that we should want to go out and serve the Lord and Savior who gave everything for us? Shouldn't this idea, the simple idea of being healed to serve, shouldn't that be something that we as Christians desire to do? And hopefully we do. And our, our natural human tendencies is to be selfish and not to want to serve and help other people. But as we become Christians, the Holy Spirit begins to act in our heart and life and begins to help us to see people in a different way. We may see those needs and we may want to ignore them, but it's very difficult. 
because there's that conviction there. You should have helped that person. You could have helped that person. You could have prayed for that person. You could have gave that person a hug. You could have gave that person a meal. There are lots of ways in which we can serve people. And once we become a Christian, the Holy Spirit, I believe, leads us and calls us to help those people that we encounter in a way that the non-Christian doesn't possibly uh, sometimes understand. But we have been healed if we are in Christ, and we should have the same attitude as Peter's mother-in-law. That is, we have been healed, and we should be ready to go out and to serve. Now, Matthew goes on to quote Isaiah chapter 53 here at the end of this little passage that we looked at tonight. As we talked about last week, there are more uh, 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 look-backs to the Old Testament in the book of Matthew than in any of the other gospel account. Matthew is continually pointing the people back to uh, events and scriptures and things that they would have been aware of that happened in the Old Testament. And here, Matthew quotes a passage from the prophet Isaiah a passage that is very popular, uh, maybe even for some of us. It may be a passage that we've read uh, multiple times. If you want to turn to Isaiah 53, you can. Isaiah 53, verses 1 through 4. It says this, Who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a tender shoot, and like a root out of parched ground. He had no, no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and like one from whom men hide their face, he was despised and we did not esteem him. Surely our griefs he himself bore, and our sorrows he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Now, these verses were no doubt pointing to the people uh, that they were written to, ultimately to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was going to be the one who was going to suffer on our behalf. It was going to be through Jesus' wounds that we would be healed. And here Matthew is using this verse and using this little part that he plucks out of the prophet of Isaiah to let the people know that Jesus is the one. Not just to comment on the fact that Jesus has done a miraculous healing. Not just to comment on the fact that Jesus is driving out demons but to comment on the fact that the prophecy that Isaiah uh, has, has spoken hundreds of years before has been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. The one who is going to bring healing and restoration to us in our weakness, in our sickness, in our grief, in our sorrow, in our pain. Those are all different words that uh, some of your translations may use here in these last little parts or in Isaiah 53. Uh, but he is the one who, who, who is all of those things. He has taken all of those things for us. And as 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that having died to sins, we might live for righteousness. You have been healed by his wounds. So this, this idea, this theme that we see from Isaiah, and we see here in this passage, and then we see later on in First uh, Peter, is kind of carried on throughout the Bible. The idea, because of what Jesus did, because of what he suffered, because of Jesus, we are healed. 
and we are healed to serve. Jesus heals us, restores us, forgives us, and he calls us to serve. He calls us to go out into the world and share his love and find those needs that we can meet. Maybe there's somebody in our lives right now, a need that God has put before us, and we've missed it or we've kind of pushed it away. Maybe there's someone today that we can serve, and we do so because we have been healed by Jesus Christ. We do so because we may not see Jesus in the flesh to serve, but we serve Jesus by serving those who are in need. Let us be found faithful servants of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you tonight, and I thank you for these simple words, and I pray that we would just get that as we see it through your word time and time again, dear Lord. Uh, you do call us to serve you. You do call us to serve the poor and the needy and the widows and the orphans, dear Lord. God, the needs are, are abundant. There are needs all around. So God, help us to be faithful to meet those needs when we can. God, there may be times that we can't, but there may be other times, God, that we can. And help us to be faithful to serve. God, we thank you for healing us. God, in the same way uh, that maybe not in the same way, God, that you, hear, that you healed Peter's mother-in-law. Maybe not from a physical illness, although sometimes, though, dear Lord, but ultimately you heal us from our spiritual sickness, God. You deliver us, and we thank you for that. We thank you for giving us forgiveness and grace and mercy so that we can be healed from our sin. And God, help us to be faithful to follow you in service because of what you've done in our life. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.